to Live podcast, where you'll be challenged to ask yourself, am I living this life only to die, or am I truly dying to live? Thanks for joining us today on Dying to Live. Guys, I am stoked. I have got a super, super amazing guest with us today. Uh, I met this guy probably two years ago um, online. Uh, started talking, uh, slowly developed a friendship, and it turned into a, a mentorship. Uh, this gentleman has a wealth of knowledge um, in, in business and in life and, and in a lot of other things. It's just an all-around wonderful person, Mr. Nikita Koloff. Dan, good morning. What a pleasure to be with you. That was quite an introduction. Can I take you on the road with me? <laughs> Absolutely. I think we'd make a heck of a team. I appreciate it. Yeah, we, 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 could, we could make a great tag team. So, but no, that was... Uh, very humbling introduction. Thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. Uh, Nikita, uh, many people obviously know who you are, but for the couple that do live under a rock and don't know who you are, you want to go ahead and give them a little bit of a, uh, a backstory on who Nikita Koloff is? Sure, I, I'd be glad to. It's just been an interesting journey so far. Uh, that, that's for sure. To say that, that's a an understatement, really, but uh, it really has been an interesting journey for me um, coming out of, uh, without going into great, great detail, uh, people maybe want the, the rest of the, of the story, as Paul Harvey might say, can always go uh, on to NikitaKolov.com and read more of the story, but just to give a, uh, maybe a, a, a Reader's Digest version of it, uh, hail from the great state of, of Minnesota, came down to Carolinas back in the mid-80s, and broke into that crazy, crazy business of professional wrestling, uh, like you might see on, uh, on, on television, and, and had a, uh, looking back, uh, by many people's uh, determination, a storied uh, career uh, in professional wrestling from, from 84 to really 1993, and, and by choice walked away from, uh, from that career and uh, although many other guys uh, spend a long time in that profession, I chose otherwise. And, in fact, I've been coined, for the football fan out there, I've been coined the Barry Sanders of pro wrestling. <laughs> so, but uh, little did I know what the future held for me. Less than a year later, I found myself at an altar, surrendering my life uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that was 17 October. 1993, and since that time, I've now traveled to approximately 27 different countries. I've, I've written three books. I've spoke to audiences as small as one and to as big as over 70,000. And it's just been, a, like I said, a pretty amazing journey, Dan. Yes, it has. Uh, with, with the wrestling business, sometimes when people step away from it, uh, they don't know how to get back into society. Uh, a lot of people have said it's almost like the military. Uh, when they get off of that wrestling deployment, uh, they have a hard, hard time getting back into real life. And uh, with you and your career, when you walked away from wrestling, uh, it's, it's almost as if that's when life began for you. That's, that's when everything began to click uh, with your relationship with the Lord. And, uh, and everything's been, you know, 
upward moving since then. I, I got to say, that's a very interesting perspective. I, I've never really looked at it that way before, but uh, you are 100% spot on. But I'll, I'll clarify and say, uh, and it's not just pro wrestlers, it's really pro athletes in general. So you are, you are spot on because I have, I played a lot of celebrity golf tournaments, and I do like some around a lot of different type of athletes, and some of whom had had storied careers in the NFL and the NBA and other places. And, and you're right; they they have a very difficult time. Many of them, not some of them, many of them, adjusting back into what you might call normal life. And I feel very fortunate, and I got to give all the all the credit to. Uh, to the Lord, because my transformation on the 17th of October 1993 is what helped me transition back into, you might say, quote, normal life. And, and you're right, again, in, in saying that's when life really began, because that's really when life really did begin for me. That's, uh, it's been amazing. In uh, in my program, Dying to Live, uh, the whole premise behind it is talking to people about you know my story in the moment that I had when I had to decide: uh, Am I re- on this earth really just just living to die, uh, or or can I turn this around and and, and die to live? And uh, Nikita, I'm going to ask you: What was the moment in your life? What was your dying to live moment? where you really had to put life back into perspective, evaluate what you were living for and what you were dying for? Mm. That's a great question. And, and I, I think uh, I think too many people uh, simply exist uh, on our planet today, meaning, you know, they, they, they grow up, they get married, they have a couple kids, they go punch a clock, they come home, they veg out, they get up the next day and they, fight rush hour traffic and they go and they punch a clock and they come home and they veg out and, and it's just a, almost a, a mundane lifestyle uh, that they get in this, this rut, if you will, or some have said even, even a grave prior to the actual grave that many people get into and, and, and are without a vision for them for their lives, without a, uh, any, any real purpose to their life. So you, I find in many of the people I encounter that that is the case. And so for me, somebody might look at my life and say, but yeah, Nikita, you have this amazing wrestling career. You know, you won all kinds of world championship titles. You travel all over the world. You got to experience all kinds of things that many people don't. I mean, what wasn't that life? And, and really, it, it, was, it was success success, but it was unfulfillment. Even even though I accomplished all those things, I was still very unfulfilled. There was still something missing in my life, and I was almost what you might say, a, a dead man walking until that day of salvation. On 17th October 1993, when I surrendered, I fully surrendered my life to the Lord, that I really became alive, and then God began to give me a vision a plan, a purpose, and a vision to work towards a destiny that has been breathtaking and has taken my breath away the last 20-something years. So 17 October 1993 was my day of decision. That's awesome. 
so many people miss that opportunity. They don't see it. They don't listen to that still clear voice. And uh, you have, you know, and I respect you so much for that. Um, Nikita, every day as a Christian, um, pe- sometimes people look at, at us as Christians and they think, my God, you know, they think it's so easy and, and they, they've got it so easy. But you and I both know that's completely opposite. Uh, the enemy attacks us just as strong every day. What what can you tell the listeners has been your biggest journey, whether it's with your your uh, your journey um, in Christianity or in the wrestling business or, or now as a, a speaker and an entrepreneur? What has been your biggest struggle on your journey? Um. You know, it's uh, interesting as I, as I think about that or, or, look, or look at uh, at that. It, the anybody who, who believes that, like you said, that once you know, you surrender your life to Christ, it's all going to be a bed of roses and, and a smooth sea to sail upon. You know, it's, it really hadn't read their Bible because you know, Jesus Himself said, "In this life, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have trials." going to have tribulation, and when, when you're not a Christ follower, you know, you're, you're serving one of two fathers. You're serving the Creator Father, God, Creator of all things, or you're serving the Father of lies, because the Bible says we're born into iniquity, so we're born into sin. So until we come to that day of decision to really surrender our life to the Lord, we're serving the Father of lies. And and if we're already serving him, he's got no reason really to spend a whole much time on us because because we're already in his camp, part of his family. But when we make that decision to genuinely surrender our heart and life to the Lord, we we are, he's not a happy camper. So you you switch camps. You've gone from his camp into into God's family, into God's camp, and you better believe you're going to face some resistance over that. Uh, if not, then you're, you're living in a, in a fantasy world. You're going to to uh, receive uh, re- resistance. Uh, I sometimes joke and we say that, you know, and the, and the more you press into your journey with the Lord, the more you run after His heart. James four eight says, "Draw close to Me, and I will draw close to you." And the more you make a decision to do that. I can tell you right now, here's my joke. You know, the higher the levels, the higher the devils. In other words, the closer you draw the Lord, and the more you're doing for His kingdom, and the building of His kingdom, of God's kingdom, uh, you better expect opposition. It's going to come. But He'll prepare you, and He'll be there with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Absolutely, Nikita. Uh, I personally, in my journey... Uh, don't know what I would have done without my relationship with the Lord. Um, even mm. even when I let go, um, going through everything that I have with with all the family members and friends that I've lost, and uh, there was a time where, uh, honestly, I let go. Uh, I let go of God's hand, um, but He never let go of me. Um, and, and because mm. of that, uh, I still had that gentle tugging from the Lord the entire time that's... Uh, pulled me through and got me where I am today. Um, and just to piggyback off what you were saying earlier, um, where everybody thinks, you know, that it could be a bed of roses. And I wanted to tie that in with what you were saying earlier, uh, with, with living a mundane life. Uh, some people chase money. 
some people think that that's that's truly what it's about you know waking up and and going to that mundane job and fighting that traffic and and paying the bills and, and trying to get ahead and it's all about the the almighty dollar but you and I both know that even when you achieve a certain level of financial prosperity and you get there you want more and you get to the next level and you want more and it's a never ending cycle but uh, I seen a quote the other day, real simple quote, but it kind of sums it all up. It takes zero dollars to be a decent human being. And it's, it's a very simple quote, but uh, that really kind of sums it all up. Right now, you look in our society and the media and, and the, mass, uh, the mass media with the shootings and the racism and everything going on right now. We've proven to ourselves... It's not about money. No, it's not. It's called the empty chase. And 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 uh, I, I found, and many of my peers in wrestling have found uh, that that at the end of the day, you know, on that empty chase, that there is still you're right. You're, there's it's insatiable. There, there's how much is enough? Well, you know, you you ask some of the most wealthy people on the planet, and they'll say, well, just one dollar more ones who aren't following Christ will say, well, just one dollar more, just one dollar more. So it's, it's never enough. And no matter what you have, no matter how much you have, somebody always has more. <laughs> you, you pull up to the stoplight in your, you know, your, your, your uh, big Mercedes Benz and somebody else pulls up in their Bentley. You know, you, you, you land on the, on the tarmac and your, you know, your Gulf Stream and, and somebody else pulls up in a Falcon jet. You know, it's just, it's just, and somebody always has more, and it becomes an empty chase. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, Nikita, I want to switch gears a little bit and, and talk a little bit of wrestling. Uh, number one, okay. do you still watch? Do you still follow wrestling? You know, I, I don't. It was a, uh, a very... Uh, I look back at very fond memories. It was a great chapter in my life, and and um, when, when I walked away, I, I really walked away. And I say walked away from I walked away from active wrestling. Um, I I think uh, the wrestling fan, for the record, is the absolute uh, best fan on the planet, which is why I'm still involved in the industry in the way of legends, autograph signings, and those sorts of things. Cause I'm more interested now, not so much in following what's happening on the wrestling scene, as much as I am getting out there among the wrestling fan, and just hear the stories. I mean, I, my gosh, I've heard so many amazing stories uh, as I traveled around to these autograph signings and, and, and from the fans, and, and so I'm more interested in that, just, you know, meeting fans, hearing their stories, and building relationship, and so... That's most important to me in this juncture in terms of my wrestling career. And keep in mind, I, I haven't personally haven't had a satellite or cable television in about about eight years now. So I don't. I, I just don't watch TV in general. Gotcha. Okay. Well, one thing I will say about you, Nikita, is your class act, my friend. Um, I reached out to you uh, on Twitter, and it's just been uphill ever since. We kind of just took off and. Uh, uh, started talking, and one thing led to another, and here we are. And 
I think that just goes to prove that what, what you just said is true, uh, that you do have a heart for the fans. And I, I will speak on behalf of the wrestling community. We appreciate that. Um, well, and, and, and I appreciate, appreciate you. I appreciate them. And, and you yourself, let me say for the record, you have quite, quite an amazing story of, of your own, which, which, um, you know, life is filled with stories and everybody has one. And you are proof that if you have your eyes in the right place, your eyes set upon the cross, and no matter what you're walking through, no matter what adversity you're facing, uh, again, because we will, that if you have your heart in the right place, you mentioned earlier about, you, you said if you wouldn't know what you would have done if it had been for your relationship with the Lord. Well, that's the key. It's not about religion, not about somebody's religion, but it is all about the heart. It's all about that relationship with the Lord. And so when you've got your heart in the right place, your eyes fixed and gazed upon the cross, there's really no amount of adversity that you can't be brought through if you have that kind of solid stance. Absolutely. Uh, there's there's so many people that... Uh, have so many different views on, on religion and Christianity and different things, but I think the way that you said it right there was was spot on. Um, religion equates to rules many times, and a relationship, a true relationship, will always equate to love. Um, and and when one person um, dips down in that relationship and needs lifted up, the other one's there, and, and that is the core of a true relationship and, and that's what Christianity is all about. It, it is. It's different from every other one in that, you know, religion is about man's attempt to reach reach God, where a relationship is it was is God's attempt to reach man through Christ. And that's the one uh, one caveat, the one difference between uh, between all of the different different religions. And so it's been, a, like you said, pretty, pretty amazing for me personally. And I know for your own, your own personal story and testimony. And I'm sure that if we were to open up the mics to other listeners on the call, we, we'd hear some, some just amazing God stories and and what God did in their lives as well. Absolutely. Uh, one more wrestling question, Nikita. Of all the people you've you faced, um, I, I've seen some amazing matches. Uh, I've seen uh, you uh, wrestle with the Road Warriors, wrestle uh, with Dusty Rhodes, um, Uncle Ivan, uh, Magnum TA, Tully Blanchard, all, all these amazing wrestlers. Who was your favorite to work with and why? Great question, Dan. Because um, you're right, I have. I mean, you named a few. You know, there's others. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Undertaker, Cactus Jack. Um, I mean, Ricky Steamboat, uh, Rick Rude, Ravishing Rick Rude. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on of guys I've been in the ring with. And um, and, and considering all of the guys I wrestled, I get to ask that question, of course, a lot. And um, it, it's 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 challenging to narrow it down because I had such great chemistry with, with all of those guys. I I just saw a clip last night. We were in a I was in an eight man tag. I saw a poster on social media with 
it was the Steiner Brothers, Sting, and myself uh, against, I forget now, Big Van Vader, I forget who all was on the other side, but but I'm like, yeah, I, I forgot all about that one, you know, <laughs> teaming up with, 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 the, with the Steiners and Sting, I'm like, geez, I don't even remember that eight-man tag, but so I've been involved in a lot of amazing matches. Lex Luger, be another one. He's become my my best best friend, and uh, he's another guy who I uh, had some some great matches with. But all that said, I guess if I had to narrow it down, Dan, um, I'd have to say the Nature Boy Ric Flair um, had some just dozens and dozens and dozens. I guess probably over a hundred matches with him in, in my career. Um, and just great chemistry with him. Really enjoyed working with him. He is an amazing performer, uh, as are you. Um, so when you both get in the ring, that that made for magic. Uh, <clears throat> there was many, many great matches with you two. Um, a lot of them still in the WWE Network, um, which uh, my family ends up watching quite a bit. And uh, my my daughter uh, is absolutely in love with Preacher's Daughters. Uh, she loves Colby. <laughs> so because of that, she wants to see uh, some of your old matches and different things like that. So uh, I'll bust out the <laughs> WWE Network and show her show her who you are, and it's, it's pretty amazing. So. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I tell people, I joke with people, too. They go, hey, you ever going to get back in the ring? And I say, hey, you, you want to see me in tights again? <laughs> yeah, we'd love to see you text again. I go, okay, then, then go on YouTube and watch me on YouTube. That's the only way you're going to see me in a pair of tights. You know, you mentioned Preacher's Daughters. And by the way, I, I, I know your daughter was a, is a follower of Colby, of my daughter Colby, and uh, and, and the Preacher Daughter show. But um, that's been an amazing, just another amazing story. You know, the whole reality show uh, Preacher's Daughters, when we were part of that for, for the two seasons that we were, and, and the the audience that that gained gave me a whole other level of audience. All of a sudden, I got these young teenage girls, you know, that don't even know I'm a wrestler. They're like, hey, you're that preacher guy. I'm like, yep, I'm that preacher <laughs> guy, right? And, uh, and, yeah, wrestling doesn't even play into it, but, but but the point I want to make is I appreciate her, you know, uh, following Colby. Colby has become uh, really an amazing role model for young ladies, and She's teamed up uh, with uh, with Sadie Robertson from Duck Dynasty with a YouTube channel, and, and now she just and released her first single on iTunes that is phenomenal. The, the song is called Grow, and uh, getting incredible reviews on that. So the, the Lord's really blessed Colby uh, in her genuine love for the Lord and and, uh, and become just a great role model. So I say thank you to your daughter for being a fan. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sure she'll appreciate hearing that. Uh, she loves Colby, loves her music, so absolutely. It's, it's going to be a amazing album. Looking forward to it. Okay, Nikita, one final question for you. A uh, hundred years from now, if someone Googled Nikita Koloff and only three things were to pop up, what are the three headlines you'd want them to see? Mm. It's a tough one. I'm, I'm gonna. I'll just give a, a, a simple six-word summary. Is that okay? That's perfect. A man who made a difference. 
a man who made a difference, Nikita Koloff. Uh, my friend, you have made a difference in my life, in the lives of many others. Um, I've, I've went through things where I've had to reach out and call you, get some advice, um, and, and you've always been there with some amazing advice and always a word of prayer um, and, and something uplifting to always say and to uh, help steer me in the direction I need to go. So my friend, you have made a difference, and I appreciate having you on the call today. Nikita, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, Dan, thank you for having me. I'm excited for your future and, and the mission that you're on and, and the journey and the path and the destiny ahead of you, too. So uh, keep doing what you're doing, my friend. You're making a difference as well. I appreciate it, Nikita. It's all about uh, dying to live and showing others the spot in their life where they need to reach back and evaluate and make that decision that they are dying to live. Thanks for listening to Dying to Live. Make sure to check out www.danstotridge.com if you're ready to make the change in your life from living to die to dying to live.